The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Earlier this year, Virginia Democrats passed sweeping changes on everything from guns to elections. As Ben Paver reports, those laws go into effect today. Governor Ralph Northam signed almost 1,300 pieces of legislation this year, rubber stamping the top priorities of the new Democratic majority in the General Assembly. Starting today, cities and counties can control the fate of their Confederate monuments. Women don't have to wait 24 hours before an abortion procedure. And drivers can be ticketed if they hold their cell phone behind the wheel. Gun control advocates are cheering the passage of a new red flag law, universal background checks, and a handful of other bills. Republicans warn of liberal overreach and higher utility bills thanks to a new law mandating carbon-free electricity by 2045. Democrats dismiss those claims and say they're making good on the promises that got them into office. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Most Virginia localities are moving into phase three of reopening starting today. As Megan Pauley reports, the city of Richmond is entering the third phase Monday. Under phase three, a max of 200 people will be allowed in City Hall at any given time. Masks and social distancing are still required, and people are encouraged to conduct business online or over the phone if possible. Residents won't be allowed to go above the first floor without an appointment, and first floor bathrooms will remain closed. Outside, there will no longer be parking restrictions at city parks like Pony Pasture, though social distancing is still required. City sports fields will reopen to teams for practice rentals. Schools can resume at least partial socially distanced in-person instruction under Phase 3, although localities still have to submit plans to the state for approval. Megan Pauley, VPM News. A Richmond judge denied the ACLU of Virginia's request for a temporary restraining order to stop Richmond police from declaring unlawful assemblies and tear-gassing protesters. Richmond Circuit Court Judge Beverly W. Snuckles said the injunction would interfere with law enforcement's ability to do its job during an unprecedented period of civil unrest. The ACLU said in a statement that the governor, the mayor, and the heads of the Richmond State and Capitol Police should de-escalate the police response and direct their attention to addressing, quote, systemic anti-black racism in the city. Dozens of faith leaders in Central Virginia are calling for an end to the use of rubber bullets, tear gas, and pepper spray on Black Lives Matter protesters. Roberta Roldan met with the group yesterday on the steps of the Robert E. Lee Monument in Richmond. The group clergy RVA say they feel compelled to speak out against police violence. Corey Goss is a youth pastor at Hill City Church. He says he was there when police used chemical agents on peaceful demonstrators at the Lee statue on June 1st. We were here just uh, fighting for our rights, and um, it was unfortunate that the police let uh, tear gas and maced us. Rabbi Michael Knopf of Temple Bethel described the clergy members as being in a state of moral outrage. Indeed, my faith affirms that in this moment, God is outraged. Outraged having to witness the ongoing degradation and destruction of God's children. Knopf and other clergy members say they'll stand alongside protesters moving forward and offer spiritual care. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger recently proposed the Growing Climate Solutions Act. The bipartisan legislation aims to help farmers and foresters get involved in carbon trading, the practice of buying and selling permits to emit carbon dioxide. Patrick Larson has more. 
Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger's bill, co-sponsored by Republican Congressman Don Bacon of Nebraska, would direct the USDA to create guidelines and verify third-party groups to assist farmers entering the carbon market. Ben Rowe of the Virginia Farm Bureau says that would greatly simplify things for farmers and foresters, who now face a complicated carbon marketplace. And putting this under one agency that already has experience working with farmers gives them the uh, certainty they need. Rowe says making this revenue stream more accessible would give a boost to farmers who embrace conservation and environmental practices. He says that's an especially powerful incentive due to big losses from the COVID-19 pandemic. Patrick Larson, VPM News. The GRTC bus system will remain free to riders through next summer as the coronavirus pandemic continues to be a public health threat. The GRTC board recently approved a new budget that would allow for free fare until this time next year. The Transit Authority first went fare-free earlier this year to limit contact between riders, bus operators, and fare enforcement officers. GRTC officials say the decision was also made to limit the economic impact on riders who are mostly low-income. The GRTC board will revisit bus fare within the next six months if conditions change. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. Find all our stories online at vpm.org news. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.